Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on on the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So what happens when your backend certificate private key is leaked? Let's discuss this. Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasr. And we discuss all sorts of backend engineering right here. So if you like this stuff, subscribe, hit the like button, share it with your friend, and uh, let's just jump into it. Guys, the private key is a very crucial piece of metadata that we, we basically take for granted. Public key infrastructure and public key encryption is, is really important in pretty much everything blockchain tls without this stuff without this pki we're dead we're pretty much dead so we need this stuff kerberos figured out a way to do that uh, to do their stuff without pki which is which is very commended i'm gonna give them that but today we're gonna discuss what happened when your private key gets leaked everybody tells us hey take care of private key don't leak it don't push it to a github repo why why can't i push it to a github repo it's my private key yeah so let's explain actually the logic behind this stuff second example here so when you want to spin up a web server and you want to secure it with https you need to generate a certificate right to prove your identity that is linked to this domain right www.example.com proves that this belongs to this how do you do that you generate a pair a public key and a private key and i talked about encryption if you want to understand this check out this video right here to learn about what is that a public key asymmetric encryption all that jazz if you want to dive deep into that essentially if you encrypt something with a public key you can only decrypt it with that matching private key and vice versa if you encrypt something with a private key you can only decrypt it with a public key it's just reverse it, and they cannot be essentially broken, right? It's very, very difficult for break. And then now you have now a public key and a private key. You take your public key and then you you want a certificate, right? That's what that's the purpose. You put it in an envelope. This you put this public key in an envelope, and then you put your domain www.example.com that you want to link with this, and then you create something called CSR certificate signing request because you need someone to sign the certificate guess what because you're shady nobody trusts you right you need someone who's trusted to sign your stuff essentially right so this certificate signing request so nobody touches you take your private key and you sign it right essentially creates a digital signature proves that nobody can touch this thing can't touch this Mm -mm -mm -mm. i'm gonna get demonetized with this now huh okay 
So you take the CSR, you send it through a secure channel to a certificate authority, such as let's, let's encrypt. You can do all this stuff with automated now, sort bot. Now the certificate authority looks like this and saying, all right, I trust you. I took your public key that is inside and I decrypted the digital signature and I can prove that this is a valid CSR. All right, I'm going to give you a beautiful certificate. Here's a certificate. Here's your public key. I'm going to put your public key inside the certificate and I'm going to use my private key, my CA, the certificate authority private key to sign your uh, certificate. So now you're trusted after obviously doing a lot of checks and all that jazz. So now you got a beautiful certificate that is that has your public key because that's very important and you have the matching private key that's secure, hidden, tucked in. And then that certificate essentially is proving that you are beautiful. What's next? What should we do now? All right, where, where, where is this public key really used? All right, move on. Let's do an actual use it in, in a beautiful setting. Okay, so we're going to talk about an example where the private key and the public key is used in TLS 1.2 first, and then we're going to talk about where is it used in TLS 1.2 and 1.3. The first example, where is it used in TLS 1.2 with RSA, this algorithm that I talked about, that is, you shouldn't really, you should stop using this RSA algorithm as a key exchange, right? But let's just, for the sake of example, take this example, TS 1.2 with RSA, how it works. The client says, okay, I know your server, example.com, which we got a certificate for, right? I want to connect you. I know, I know your IP address. I establish a TLS hello, say, hey, hello. I know TLS 1.2, that's my version, and I only know RSA, I don't know anything else, right? Please communicate with moi. The server replies back, which says, share, right? Because the server's from Boston, share. So the server says, okay, looks like you only know RSA, what a dumb client. So, all right, here's TLS 1.2, I agree. I also know TLS 1.2 with RSA key exchange. Let's, okay, let's communicate with that stuff. Here's my certificate, example.com. Inside it, there's a beautiful public key. Take it, please, all right? Uh, this is a proof that it's me, really, who you're talking to, alongside with other stuff as well. Now, a client receives this. Says, okay, client. No, okay, client receives this. So, okay, there's a certificate, there's a public key inside. Now, the client generates what is called the pre-master key. Here, let's simplify this, all right? The client actually generates the symmetric key here. It generates it, right? It generates the thing that will be used to the symmetric. Might as well just generate the symmetric. It's the same thing, right? Which is used for, for the entire communication. And it generates this golden key, right? And then encrypts it with the public key that is in the cer certificate, okay? Now you take that, that is encrypted. So we know that nobody in the middle can actually decrypt it, right? Because nobody has the matching private key that the server has, okay? And you send back this beautiful thing, and you send it back. You send it back to the server. And the server now wants that symmetric key. They, they want both to agree on a symmetric key so they can exchange, because symmetric encryption is way faster than asymmetric, right? So now the server receives that stuff and says, okay, let me decrypt this. Can I decrypt it? Of course it can, right? Because... Um, because it has the matching private key, we'll decrypt it and we'll have 
the essentially the symmetry key and they can exchange it so and then they start essentially encryption da, 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 da. everything is encrypted after that they close the session establish a brand new session id use the same exact approach method with a different symmetry key but i don't know what i'm doing but the same private key public key infrastructure right so here's where heart bleed comes in now what's wrong with that what's wrong with that is the public key that is matching the private key has been used to encrypt many many symmetric keys so if i am shady in the middle and i recorded all those conversations that are encrypted might i say all right and i saved them in a hard drive i don't know why i say hard drive it could be flash right and then three years later I got access to the private key of the server. Scary, right? Now you take the private key and you go back to the original conversation and all you can do is just take the message that comes from the client going back, which is encrypted with the public key, right? It has the pre-master and then decrypt that thing and then have the symmetry key for that session and then read everything because you can decrypt all the stuff and then go on and do the same thing with the session, 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 session. That is absolutely, absolutely dangerous. So, so leaking the private key in a TLS 1.2 with RSA is a complete disaster. It's a complete disaster. So bad, so bad. Can't, you, can't, uh, you cannot recover from that. It's a complete disaster. So bad. So now, and this is what is called the perfect forward secrecy, the lack of perfect forward Perfect forward secrecy that I talked about right here, if you want to learn more about that stuff. So yeah, private keys, public keys in this kind of situation is really nasty, right? So now, okay, that Hussein, you, you told us about this. We know, all right, we're not going to use RSA. Is that the only way? Is that the only thing that is RSA, uh, that private key and public key use? If we got ready for RSA, which we did, by the way, which we did in TS 1.3, we just killed RSA because it's just a bad idea. Bad idea because it is, first of all, this is not secure. It hasn't have this uh, public, uh, perfect forward secrecy or just say forward secrecy. Why does it have to be perfect? Of course, I want something to be perfect. Is that, a, is that an imperfect forward secrecy? Huh. Security researchers, I swear to God, man, with these naming wacky ass names. Okay, so now forward secrecy. We, we got rid of RSA because of the forward secrecy. And we got rid of it because it's what? Because it's insecure. If, if the key size is, t is tiny, if, if it's uh, 512 bits, which is very bad, <laughs> right? It can be easily broken. So people started increasing the bit size. Oh, let's make it 1024. People were increasing. Just like, yeah, spin up like few threads, few cores, and broken. So people are trying to increase it. So 2048 RSA better nope broke it so people started increasing so they made 4056 whatever the maximum number and and 6000 bits now you're just being ridiculous right because now okay you made it more secure but now my cpu my beautiful cpu is is suffering right it's an insult to the cpu you're insulting the cpu right now with RSA uh, of a 6,000 bit. You're just straight out uh, insulting the CPU, okay? That's just, that's just bad, okay? Stop it, guys, stop it.
6,000 bits of RSA is just a bad idea, okay? So nobody uses RSA anymore. That We know how I... No, why? Because why? because it's very expensive. So we got rid of it altogether in favor of Diffie-Hillman. Not just Diffie-Hillman. Diffie-Hillman alone is nasty. We want Diffie-Hillman elliptic curve. I don't know the math. I'm going to reference uh, Dr. Mike Pound explaining elliptic curve because I literally don't understand shit for that. Literally. It's just very complicated math to me. Right? All the graphs and shifts. Ugh. People love math. They can watch that stuff. And understand it but yeah it's, it's essentially elliptic curve is is it takes very few bits as a, i think a 200 or 300 bits but gets you an equivalent diffie hillman security of 4058 whatever that number right is is equivalent with the way number of bits smaller bits equal uh, happy cpu happy cpu uh, happy computer happy computer uh, happy uh, sre and uh happy engineers okay all right guys now we know about tls 1.2 and rsa now where else because hussein there's a tls 1.3 like we're, we're modern right there we're modern babes we're modern tls 1.3 tls 1.2 improved with, with 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 not without the shady cypher suites that has rsa in them ts 1.2 is still pretty good yeah this additional uh, tls round trip eh, people still like ts 1.2 they use it okay yeah i know people you should really stop using ts 1.2 because of this stupid rene renegotiation extension which is now blowing up left and right we just reported on that the other day on the back in engineering show episode i don't know i don't know which one the last one on uh, the open ssl bug <laughs> Renegotiation is just like a nasty bug, right? That crash server. So yeah. So stop using TLS 1.2 and just use TLS 1.3. All guys, just everybody now supports it. All right. Now, what else do we use the private key for? The other thing is, and this is the same thing as being used for the TLS 1.2 with RSA. I just didn't mention it, but here's the thing: authentication digital signature signing not the digital signature that is in the csr or the digital signature that is in the certificate itself no so we're not talking about the digital signature that is in the certificate itself we're talking about the digital signature that is in the message yeah what message well there are messages going up the tls hello is a message tls server hello is a message we need to sign it to prove that we essentially got it from some trusted source. Nobody tampered with it in the middle. Nobody actually uh, put their own stuff in the middle, right? In it. So what do we do for that? What do we do for that? Well, we use the public key and the private key infrastructure to do that. So let's explain that. So when I when the server sends back the 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 server hello. Now, in TLS 1.3, it's much easier. I talked about TLS, guys. Check out the video here for him. It's, it's way shorter. And we just sent back the Diffie-Hillman parameters, this G to the power and uh, modulo X, all this jazz, right? I talked about all that stuff, these numbers. But now, if we just send these point blank alongside the certificate, there is no proof that someone in the middle can, can just muck with these and put their own Diffie-Hillman parameters so they can intercept the traffic and they encrypt everything, they terminate the TLS. How do we make sure that nobody actually touches 
this stuff because guess what we cannot really encrypt it right not yet because if we encrypt it how the how the how the hell does the client can decrypt it because they don't have the key and we're not going to use the private key to encrypt because that's just forward secrecy right there we don't want to do that so what do we do is okay let's keep it plain text so even that we in the one point we actually generate the full symmetric key on the server and then encrypt whatever we can encrypt we leave the diffie hillman parameters unencrypted right they leave it unencrypted but now we have to prove that nobody changed them so we need to sign it so what do we do we take the private key of this server that is coming up with the matching public key in the certificate we take the private key we sign that plain text Diffie Hellman parameters and we put the beautiful digital signature in the message and then we ship it and see at TS 1.3 we add something else called certificate verify as well another thing that is signed by private uh, key and then we ship it to the client so that's we we do sign and this proves now the server said uh, when the client receives this stuff okay how do I know that these Diffie Hellman parameters that are in plain text belong to the actual server well there's a beautiful signature right there let's take the public key that we found in the certificate enclose take the beautiful public key and then take that public key decrypt the signature and then once you get an AOK that means that 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 the actual certificate public key which we know that is valid and nobody can tamper with it actually belongs to this right you might say hussein what if the attacker ships their own certificate with their own public key and they actually signed their digital signature with their own private key and they included the, they actually changed the whole message they included their own diffie hellman parameter and then signed the whole thing isn't the client can technically verify successfully, right? Yes, you're right, but they cannot verify successfully the certificate because the certificate could never belong to the actual domain. If they, if the attacker managed to get a certificate signed by a certificate that is valid for a domain that is, doesn't belong to him or her, that's a disaster. It's a complete disaster. That's what happened with the shady certificate authority, DigiNotar and all that jazz back a few years back, right? That was awful, right? Nobody can do this because authenticity. It's a central point of failure, this thing, this certificate authority. So it's very dangerous to get. We need to get it right, right, guys? So that's essentially the authentication. So we need it in two places that I'm aware of. The third place, I need to do some research. There is hashing itself, the MAC, which is the message authentication code, that essentially everything, the whole message that you deliver, there's a signature, and everything after the signature, there is a hash that makes sure that even the attacker didn't play with the bits. Because there is, there is this whole kind of fleet of attack called the crc attack that the attacker doesn't really uh decrypt or change anything it's just he just plays with the encrypted bits it's like okay let's flip this zero to one let's split this one to zero let's split this this bunk of threes to z111 and then sometimes they manage to decrypt it to completely something else if it if it succeeds to be decrypted they can decrypt it the, the client can decrypt that falsified message to be something else which is very scary 
right? It's very hard to do, but we just make this integrity very good so that nobody touches our beautiful message. But now I'm not sure if we use the private key to that. Right? I need to do some research on that. But these are the two places that I'm sure about. Take care of your private key. Keep them tucked in and secure. And here's here's a better thing. Recycle your certificate every every year. Why why do you think browser this browser community says okay the certificate should not be more than one year? Why? Because of all this stuff. Anything can happen. The private if the private key got leaked, someone can be essentially can authenticate you, right? Can can impersonate you. Can change your stuff. Can can change the digital signature, can change, and if you're using RSA, can pretty much read as stuff, right? Well, digital signature is a little bit harder, but they can essentially impersonate you if they have the private key. So that they said, hey, when you get a certificate, make it as short as possible. Let's encrypt three months. That's perfect. Cloudflare, even better, two weeks. And you don't have to worry about it. Every two weeks, you get a new, a new public key, private key pair. I don't know what that means. Okay, and you get a brand new certificate with it, right? So good, good stuff. You have to recycle these keys all the time and you have to automate this stuff anyway. Caddy led the charge, right? The Caddy Observer led the charge with the server uh, TLS automation and everybody's following up. Now, there's no reason for you not to automate that. To be honest, um, some people pay for certificate, uh, certificate, and I think it's a good idea, right? Because with Let's Encrypt, yeah, everybody gets an encryption, but uh, even shady people get TLS encryption. So just because you have now, previously, before Let's Encrypt, when you got a padlock, we used to trust you. I used to tell people that 10 years ago. It's like, okay, uh, oh, Hussein, how do I know if this is trusted? Oh, well, just go there. If there's a lock, then... It's most of the time people paid money, a lot of money to get this certificate. So it's hard. Now this is not true anymore. That's just because because there is a lock does not mean anything. It could be a phishing site. You can have a site called bankofamerica.com with a with a triple E in the end of the uh, or the triple A America.com, right? Or Bank of America with a special character. <laughs> And then have a domain certificate and Let's Encrypt will gladly sign it for you. And then you can create a phishing site that is secure, that looks exactly like Bank of America, right? So that's why a lot of people criticize Let's Encrypt because of this. Because like, hey, I, I'm, I'm just going to sign you. I was like, I don't care. Hey, you have a domain, you have a server, you have the cert bot. I'm going to clearly, gladly sign you up, son. Don't worry. <laughs> As a result, you have all this uh, shady side, right? So yeah, so paying for certs actually gives you uh, more legitimacy. So I like that like, uh, Digi certs and um, what's the other one? Uh, Ocean, Digital Ocean. No, they don't sign. I forgot. I got Trust Root, something like that. Yeah, so paying for certs usually is better. But I mean, for your project, for your to-do app, for God's sake, yeah, you can just use Let's Encrypt. It's definitely, totally fine, right? And automate all that jazz for you. Cloudflare, Cloudflare is great. Yeah, they generate certificates. And then I think you have to pay them. But but yeah, guys, I think that's it for me today. I babbled a lot, but I think this is a good episode. Uh, we tackled lots of good topics and uh, lots of good questions, actually, coming from this.
I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, what should I discuss next? And I'm going to see you on the next episode of the Backend Engineering Show. Make sure to subscribe, like, smash like, as the young sir, uh, younger uh, YouTuber says, smash like button. And then, and then uh, I'm going to see you on the next one. And people who listen in the podcast, thank you so much uh, for your support. Uh, make sure to rate us on, um, I, I don't know who was us. I'm just, it's just me doing this stuff. But yeah, make sure to rate the show on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever you can rate it. Just rate it. Give us just at least rate us so that people knows that we exist. But I appreciate you. Don't give us one star, please. <laughs> I was kidding. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to see you on the next one. You guys stay awesome. My name is Hussein, and uh, this was the Back in Engineering Show.